The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother or sister sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the brother or sister listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the brother or sister refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we read from chapter 18 of Matthew's Gospel, and Jesus talks about church discipline. It's an important chapter, and it brings to mind that the church is not just some nebulous collection of believers, but it has a structure. It is a unity of spirit, certainly, but also body and mind. It's visible, it's historical, and it needs to have regulations and guidelines in order for it to thrive. Notice that Jesus begins by saying, if your brother or sister sins against you. He uses the word brother or sister because he's talking about your fellow believer, those who are in Christ. And that's very deliberate because when someone has wronged you in the church, we have to remember that we're all brothers and sisters of each other. We're children of the same father. And so, yes, the hurt has been perpetrated, but we need to approach that person as a brother, a sister, and give them the benefit of the doubt. That's why Jesus says, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. And hopefully it can be worked out. The offending party repents, Paul's forgiven, fellowship is restored. And that's what the church is meant to be, reconciliation and unity of one body. It's important to speak the wrong, not just to keep it buried within you, that's a temptation, because then it festers and it grows and it just causes more division. Jesus goes on to say, if the brother or sister listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you. And here he's referring back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 19, where more than a single witness was needed in the secular courts in order to convict someone of a crime. And Jesus is extending this to the church, which is the new Israel. And so two or three others are to be taken along and see if reconciliation can be effected. If the brother or sister refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Now that's language from Jesus. The word church is the very same word he uses in Matthew chapter 16, where he says, you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. 
So Jesus very much is in favor of a physical, historical church. One church, one faith, one baptism, one unity. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and tax collector. The implication is that person is to be excluded from the community, not in order to completely write them off or abandon such a person, but rather to encourage that person to inner reflection and to repent and to come back to communion as a fellow believer. And remember, Jesus has always friends with Gentiles and tax collectors. He always ate with them, fellowshiped with them, even though they were not part of the church yet. But it was important not to burn bridges. For example, he was friends with Zacchaeus and had dinner at his house before Zacchaeus said his famous words of repentance. Jesus goes on to say, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is very important language because it again reminds the whole world that forgiveness is through the church, through her ordained ministers. And forgiveness is at the heart of reconciliation and building community. Finally, if two or three on earth agree about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father. This again gets back to the church. It means that what we're doing here this morning is crucial. This is the highest form of prayer we can ever engage in, coming together like this around the table of the altar, receiving the same Christ as brothers and sisters. Whatever we ask will be done. And we ask many things in the church, especially the Eucharistic prayer, for peace, for our brothers and sisters who have died, for unbelievers. So it's very important that liturgy of the Catholic Church is the highest form of prayer on earth. Finally, we go to the first reading from Deuteronomy. This is the farewell of Moses. He's not going to be crossing into the Promised Land, but he is highly honored for all he has done. He does something very important before he dies. He lays hands on Joshua, and Joshua now becomes his successor. And Joshua is filled with wisdom. Again, the importance of liturgy, the church, it goes all the way back to Deuteronomy where we have the laying on of hands from one leader to the next. And God is there because the spirit is transferred. And that's exactly what happens in ordination. The spirit of God is given through laying on of hands and there is succession in the church. It's not just an invisible, nebulous collection of believers, but it's rather a very intentional body, historical, has real implications for the future of the world. And we're part of that. So to recognize who we are, and especially when wrongs are done, we have a procedure. Now all of this has been developed, of course, over the years. We have canon law and procedures, but it's implicit right here in Matthew chapter 18. Let us thank God that he has established his one holy Catholic and apostolic church and let us know who we are, take advantage of the sacraments, go out to the world, and tell the good news.